And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. I don't know how much of uh, our off-air conversation just made the, uh, the airwaves, but I hope not all I of it. I hope it, it did. Uh, I hope all of it did. <laughs> so uh, badly, Sprague. <laughs> uh, welcome in. Back to the Futures here. Back again on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts or listen to the show. It's good to have you guys back in. I'm Brandon Sprague out here on the West Coast. Of course, my co-host, Lucy Burge, over there on the East Coast in Boston joining us yet again and uh, we got a lot to get to today on the show specifically football because well football season is here lucy how was the weekend oh sprague it was the the past i took a few days last week off and those three days plus the weekend i would say a top 20 week of my life maybe fulfilling wise and like top just 20. As a, wow it was a, i look back on it a lot of things happened this week that i'm like you know what that was a really solid week so i went to rhode island with my brother nice little trip to providence with him and then we i went uh, back to connecticut to see my family had a great time with them i got all new furniture and that is so satisfying because all my other furniture in my, my bedroom was broken. So new furniture, many trips to home goods that were incredibly successful. I could show off all the things I got, but that's boring for people. But uh, I, I got some great things at home goods. And then, and that, that was fulfilling in itself. Then I went to the Red Sox game yesterday and they won the game, which was, I didn't know how to react, but, but you know, you react <laughs> appropriately. You're like, whoa, they won a game. Right. And then Fred Lynn, one of my four celebrity crushes followed me on Twitter tonight to just cap off the week that was. So Fred Lynn is the first celebrity crush of mine to follow me on Twitter. He beat Post Malone, Pete Davidson, and Alex Cora to the punch there. So thank you, Fred Lynn, and congratulations to you. And uh, he is he's something else, that Fred Lynn. So thank you. Welcome to my Twitter. What's up? Yeah, shout out Fred Lynn. Welcome to the Lucy Burge experience. Check her uh, stuff out at BetQL Network and uh, keep watching Back to the Futures if you can. I am a little surprised that's only one of your four. I thought Eminem was one of yeah. your celebrity no, see, crushes. Is, so. I've never been attracted no. to Eminem. I appreciate him as a talent, as I do Fred okay. Lynn, of course, and all these other okay. artists. But if we could get Fred Lynn in the Twitch chat here, I think that would be huge. I would okay. like to talk with him right. in the chat. That would be oh, great. Shout out Fred Spring. Lynn. Get in the Twitch shout chat and the experience. <laughs> Please do. Spring, well, how was your weekend? It was good. Um, it was filled with actually a lot of good gambling wins for myself. Now, I, I should be honest about this. Like, when I talk about college football gambling, and we'll do quite a bit of, on this, quite a bit of it on the show this year, I actually can't gamble on our – sports gambling app the way I can gamble on everything. I can gamble on women's Korean volleyball. I can gamble on the NFL. I can gamble on baseball. 
we are not allowed for some reason in Oregon to gamble on college football. You have to go to two casinos locally to do it. And those casinos from where I live are about an hour and a half away. So I don't largely legally gamble on college football. So when I say gambling wins, most of the time they're not actual bets that I've wagered, but they would be if I was allowed to. So in that hypothetical sense, I should say, I actually had a really nice weekend. I took a lot of big favorites. Um, I took a couple losses, but for the most part, I came out okay. I got Northwestern as a double-digit dog in Ireland, which we'll talk about here in a second. And Lucy, anytime you can come out of a sports gambling weekend uh, ahead rather than behind, I think you're always going to have a good weekend. So I had a pretty nice weekend for myself, especially in the sports gambling landscape. Awesome. That is 1000% because another thing that I was part of this whole week that was of, of just incredible things that happened was I went six and oh on MLB bets Friday yeah. and uh, today. So that Friday was my inaugural Mets bets that I'm doing now where it's just three Mets bets on a Friday. Cause I was like, you know what? I have to think about something else other than the Red Sox at this point. And uh, so yeah, Mets bets is happening and it was very successful. So good for us. I would say we good for us for, having this kind of a weekend in terms of gambling. It's always nice. Yeah. Anytime that Lucy and Lucy, by the way, if you guys don't know, Lucy is kind of our prop queen. She has got the prop bets on major league baseball going all week long. So give her a follow on Twitter at Lucille Burge and Instagram as well. She puts uh, both picks every day that she does out on both those platforms and you can find them anytime she includes a, uh, a cutter Crawford pick. Oh, There's yes. just something extra special about that. So I tend to want to go bet those prop bets that Lucy gives out. So make sure you give you guys a follow and uh, check out what she's going to give out. I, I do want to start, though, Lucy, as we'll, we'll dive into some National Football League stuff here today. We'll get into the college football schedule coming up this weekend as it's week one. And we're about a week away uh, from the NFL kicking off with Rams and Bills. Quite a start for us as football fans on NBC and uh, we need to talk a little baseball as well. I, I want to start the Ireland game, week zero college football. We don't always get decent matchups. This one was interesting. You got Nebraska. You got Northwestern. Why they went to Ireland. I've talked to people in, in Nebraska. They, they don't even know. They, they have no idea yeah. why this game happened. But it did happen. And we've got a coach on the hot seat coming in, Scott Frost. And they blow a double-digit lead because he stupidly calls an onside kick for some reason. That backfires, gets Northwestern an easy touchdown, and boom, Northwestern ends up winning the game. They were plus 11 and a half out west uh, on the app prior to the kick of that game. I took those points all day. That's too big of a spread for Scott Frost. But going in, Lucy, a lot riding on Scott Frost at Nebraska. Is Nebraska ever going to get back to their glory years? And I would say so far, no. 0-1 to start the season. He is now 3-21. and all-time at Nebraska when trailing at half, and he has just five wins all-time in one-score games at Nebraska. This is year five. So Scott Frost on the hot seat coming in and starting things off with a bang, 0-1 uh, against Northwestern. Yeah, I don't like him, but this was very embarrassing for America to bring this college football game to Ireland <laughs> and and tell everybody come to this game. Look at how Americans play college football and and people over there are like, really? Are you kidding me? This guy? You got this guy coaching his team? So Scott Frost, not a fan. That is an onside kick attempt that he will think about forever, that he should and, and maybe could cost him his job. But he had a quote recently that made me very much not like him, where he said, that at practices, there are 15 to 20 total vomits per practice from offensive linemen under the team's new position coach. 
don't like that. You can say any word in the world to me, and basically in front of me, other than the word vomit. And he said it, and I was like, you know what? No thanks. No thank you. I'm out on you, Scott Frost, and you should lose your job. He, also, he said it's not because they're not in shape. We're just working them hard. You should never be working someone so hard that that happens. 15 to 20, that is not – all around, I don't like this guy. That's, I mean, even if they won the game, I'd be like, this guy got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> this is stupid. That's, well, you that's know what's the worst funny thing about ever. That- you know what's funny about that, Lucy? So the offensive line coach for uh, Northwestern is Kurt Anderson. And after Northwestern won the game, he tweeted, well, our offensive line only puked four times in camp, so I guess we had the better call. He also, yeah. Scott Frost, threw his offensive coordinator under the bus and basically questioned the play calling that he had. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Frost, uh, Jesse Plemons 2.0, uh, your defense gave over 500 yards of offense up to Northwestern. Northwestern, a team that in the first half, Lucy, on third and 10, on the short side of the field, ran a running play and decided to go for a field goal. I mean, they were doing everything they could to give Nebraska this game, and Scott Frost can't do it. And I want to give Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet a lot of credit on this. I talked to him on my radio show every Thursday, and we talked about this game coming in, Lucy, and he made a great point. He goes, if you take away the 13-0 perfect season at UCF where they claim a national championship. You take that season away. This dude is sub 500 career as a college football coach. He's awful in the big 10. He's awful against his division and their schedule is going to ease up quite a bit. I think they're going to get to a point where they could potentially be three and one, maybe four and two. And some people are going to go, well, he figured it out. No, he hasn't. He is not a good coach. He's proven as much, and to me, it's only a matter of time before they kick him to the curb. Nebraska desperately wants to get back to being a blue blood of college football. They want to do what kind of Tennessee is doing, who is diving all in in the SEC. They paid a kid $8 million to come be the quarterback. That's what Nebraska fan wants, and the prodigal son has returned, and he has not delivered at all. And so you start things off with a loss in Ireland. A lot of people are going to wonder if you should be left at the tarmac and even be able to fly back with your team. Yes, and if he does get left there, it's a very nice place to be, Dublin, which is it's a it's a beautiful city, I would say. But I would you say that he is kind of the Urban Meyer of college football coaching right now, where his job is it's always teetering on he could get fired this week, he could not, he's just not a good coach. He hasn't done the salacious things Urban Meyer did, but is it kind of that situation? No, hundred percent not. It's it's okay. here's the difference. Urban Meyer is a trash person who wins football games, who wins a national championship. Scott Frost can't even be bowl eligible. I mean, they won three games last year, three. And he's been there. This is year five. I mean, this dude's proven. I mean, I know Zach's asking the chat, if, 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 if Scott Frost can't win in Nebraska, who can? Literally anybody else. I mean, anybody that has a pulse and understands how to coach offense and or football strategically – I think could fare better than what Scott Frost has done. Dude's a fraud. He was one of the biggest college coaching candidates on the market. Uh, One of the biggest pickups in college football when Nebraska got him to return and leave UCF. And he's done nothing but fail. It's been a miserable experience for them. And if he wasn't an alum, Lucy, he would have been canned last year because the previous coach, Mike Riley, got three years and they were done with him. Mike Riley won eight games in a season. Eight. Scott Frost can't even be bowl eligible. So this has been a horrific experience at Nebraska. 
uh, for old Scott Frost. Just not a great way to start your season, that's for sure. Especially going to Ireland and doing this. Especially starting off the season where you really, really need this win against Northwestern, and then uh, they can't pull it off. That is really disappointing and kind of scary for his future and the future of the team this season. Yeah, absolutely it is. Well, we got a loaded show. We have a lot to get to today, Lucy. We're going to dive into the National Football League coming up, and then we'll get to some Major League Baseball stuff as well. I want to quickly go to some college football stuff because this weekend, yes. it's a big week for a lot of college football fans. We got kickoff week here. Last week was week zero. Now we head into week one. Uh, West Virginia at Pitt, uh, minus six and a half is the line over under 51 and a half. We've got Penn State at Purdue. We've got Oregon at Georgia as a huge underdog, the Bulldogs. Basically playing a home game in Atlanta, 17 and a half. Cincinnati at Arkansas, I think is one of the most underrated games in college football. Utah at Florida, Pac-12 team favorite at an SEC school. You don't see that very often. Notre Dame at Ohio State, another big spread. So we have a lot of big games coming Thursday uh, and Saturday this weekend, Lucy. And I'll tell you, I I know college football isn't your number one. But for me, college football is a very close second when we talk about football season because, well, out here in the state of Oregon, we don't have an NFL team. We don't have the New England Patriots in our backyard the way you guys do out there. Well, you're, so you're lucky this Oregon season state. because they stink. The Patriots <laughs> stink this season, so that's fine. So, yeah, college football all the way. How's BC doing this season? But, no, I'm going to be looking at a lot of college football because it's, the football here is going to be a little bit rough, I have a feeling. I am I am yeah. big on Ohio State. I have a feeling about Ohio State this season. So I have futures as of now. Ohio State to win the national championship. Stroud to win the Heisman at plus 220. Mm-hmm. But then I like Georgia to win the SEC. There's some oh, like value Georgia. there at plus 155. I do, and I like Ohio wow. State over 11 wins. So those are my futures when it comes to college football. So I am, I'm looking okay. at a lot of things when it comes to that. I like the future. I like the Ohio State pick. Um, I'll be dead honest with you, not that it's any different than any other year. You could ignore college football in general for the last decade, like completely ignore it, and just see the national champion. And after about the fourth or fifth year in that last decade, you would probably instinctually just go, oh, Alabama's going to win. Because that's what it's been for Nick Saban. He's won, what, seven or eight national championships, some ridiculous number. He, he is all-time goaded. Like, I don't care what ESPN shows are saying he's not the goat. He is easily the goat. I will tell you right now, I like the Ohio State pick. I love the C.J. Stroud Heisman pick because unlike a lot of other programs, he doesn't have anybody that's going to really challenge him on his own team. Whereas at Alabama, um, they've got a linebacker and a quarterback. I think they might potentially right. cancel him out. And the quarterback won the Heisman last year. You know, you yes. go down the list of some of these teams – And I just don't think that they have what C.J. Stroud has. So I love the Heisman pick. Unfortunately for college football, Alabama's down year was last year, and they got to the national championship. So I like your futures gamble on Ohio State. I just worry it's it's Alabama's year yet again. It could be, but if you are looking outside of Alabama, there is value currently in Ohio State. Of course, Georgia, but Ohio State, I like them more than Georgia. Absolutely. And I think uh, this weekend, this coming weekend is going to be big. I think Ohio State is going to absolutely obliterate Notre Dame. I don't know if I buy Notre Dame to the level they've been ranked. Um, We have a busy show, Lucy. A lot to get into in uh, the football world. Tom Brady is back. Uh, Mac Jones is throwing interceptions that are awful. And we need to get to the NFL because a lot's going down in the National Football League. We do it next. Back to the features here on the BetQL Network.
It's Quinn Mayo. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I, I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do, and that's why I, that, that's why I started to seek help, and, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've, I've been working with a therapist. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Can you be down on the Dolphins and the Patriots? I, I find that to be an interesting conversation because nobody's really buying into the Jets. So the questions about Zach Wilson, like you can't just fade every team outside of the Buffalo Bills in that division. One of them is going to get wins. And right now, people are like, I don't know. I, so I have to buy into all this BS and all this crap that's going on with the Patriots and they can't figure out the line and all that, or I've got to buy into Tua? Like, people aren't sure what to do. It's interesting. Yeah. There's an opportunity, too, and if you're talking about playoffs in the AFC, because the West is going to beat up on each other. A second-place team, North, East, South, someone's got, there's a playoff spot probably up for grabs. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stabber. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves, is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this, this warmly, about a quarterback that is now on his roster. You could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level. And to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Bet Nation with Sean Marash and Kevin Kent. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here. Uh, Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge, enjoying our Sunday evening as we always do. Don't forget, quick heads up, uh, we will be here as all the other BetQL shows will be for this football season. We are going to have you locked and loaded, ready to go. Monday through Sunday evening. 
Uh, we will have a bit of a change in the lineup. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything or if I should say anything, Just but say we're going to be pushed. Are, we're we're, we're yeah. going to be an hour later than we normally will. So we will be from five to six Pacific. Uh, it'd be eight to nine East Coast. What we are now will be an hour later um, coming in September, starting on September the 11th. So in the middle of Sunday Night Football, you can catch this show. Or you can catch the podcast if you uh, so choose just to watch football. But we'll have you covered nonetheless here on the BetQL Network. We're excited for another football season here. And, Lucy, it is football season. It is hot. It is heavy. There is a lot going on in the National Football League. Uh, I'm kind of teeing you up here with a little bit of Boston-esque stuff. But I want to start with your Patriots. Um, It looks like having a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator call offensive plays has not been great. Uh, Mac Jones had one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen thrown. And so I think people need to start looking at futures bets in the AFC East. I've, I've said it before. I'm on the Bills to win that division again. No surprise. Not original. But I actually like the Miami Dolphins as the second-place team in that division. And I think they'll make the wild-card spot. Your beloved Patriots, again, I'm, I'm going to hammer this again. I am betting the under on them of 8.5. I think they're an 8 or less wins team this year. I am with you on all of that, actually. The Bills are the – it's not the the sexy pick, but it is the smart one because they're going to win the division, I would say. The Patriots, I would look at to uh, to have the worst record in, in the league, plus 5,000. This team wow. is so disappointing. You cannot have the Patriots and the Red Sox being bad at the same time because this is going to be a very long winter. I don't think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. And then you have the Patriots absolutely crumbling because Belichick is trying to do something new here with the Matt Patricia, Joe Judge play calling situation. It's not good. They're not winning games doing this. They just lost 23-6 to six in their final preseason game. It is now the season. It is now the NFL season. The football season is here. This is not practice anymore. This is not training camp anymore. Mac Jones was supposed to improve. This team was supposed to improve throughout the preseason. They did not. And I think that the play calling whole situation is hindering Mac Jones and his development and his growth. And that is, I feel like he's a little confused. I don't know what, I think Belichick is, Belichick is trying to just do something that he thinks is ahead of the curve and is something different than what everyone else is doing. And it's not working. And the question I think will be is, is he going to admit that it's not working and change it or keep going because he will keep saying to people, Oh, I know what I'm doing. And the Belichick always figures it out. And that's in his mind. So he's going to keep going like that. But I think this team will go under on their win total. I agree with you on that. And I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, which is scary mm. because this it's, it is, it's scary. They, as, as Dan Orlovsky said, the Patriots better get some stuff together offensively. He wanted to say something stronger. I would say he said, I know it's the preseason, but they look rough to watch rough to watch is exactly how they look. And if that continues this season, this is going to be, a very long season in New England. I am I am very nervous about this Patriot season. Well, let me speak for our folks in New York, Chicago, and myself out here on the West Coast when I say this, Lucy. Uh, absolutely, you guys deserve to have a miserable season. I don't care how bad the Red Sox have been, and I hope the Patriots fail and fail miserably. You guys have won all the championships for 20 years. Enough is enough. Share the wealth. And deal with the losses that every one of us in America have had to deal with because you guys have dominated the sports scene. And I won't feel an ounce of pity for New England if they hit well under their over under a number of eight and a half this year. Okay. I hate to say that to you, but I also like to say that to you. 
But that's the bulletin board material on the flip side that they need oh, to spark yeah, there something with yeah. this team. Like, if, if the more people <laughs> say that, good, good. I thrive off of that. Oh, you won all these oh. championships. Well, Belichick has never hasn't won a championship in this era without Brady, and Brady is one with the Buccaneers no, doing it his own way. Brady's another story, though. But this Patriots team, I think we're gearing up for a very disappointing season, and I am rattled. I agree with you. Let me ask you in another division here. I want to go through a couple of things. We get to Tom Brady. He returned to camp. We got audio Mm -hmm. of him being asked, hey, where were you? What's going on? And we'll get to that coming up. But I want to get to the NFC East. Uh, Tyron Smith of the the Cowboys. Um, I don't know how this guy walked off, but evidently he suffered an injury in practice where the bone came or the the muscle came off the bone. You just saying that to me, and it sounds like the worst possible thing. Uh, He walked off, but their left tackle is now out. And so Dallas has a makeshift offensive line. It's not what it once was. Philly had a good year, and they got into the playoffs last year. Washington, the rookie running back, just got held up and shot three times. Luckily, he's okay. And the Giants are are one of the biggest question marks. I I lean they're not going to be very good. What are we to make of the offensive line news for the Cowboys? And has it changed the way you viewed the division winner? Do you like the Eagles' odds to win that division? Would you still go Dak and company? Uh, where are we at on the NFC East coming into the NFL season? Yeah, well, it seems like things are going well in that division. You've got guys getting muscles ripped off and guys getting shot. And guys, I mean, thankfully, everyone is okay. But I think it depends on how fast that heals. I actually am not sure how fast it, it takes to heal that kind of he injury. He might be out for the year, Lucy. It's, it's that Probably bad a lot. He might be That's out what year. I thought. Maybe. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, maybe it would it might change what I think a little bit I, the Eagles might have a better chance now and I also I always look at the Eagles because I like Sirianni so I'm always like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the Eagles a little bit here but I think that changes a little bit for me how I look at this division so yeah definitely okay so you're liking the Eagles over the Cowboys to win the NFC East that's kind of where you'd stand yes. today yes okay uh, NFC North, let me ask you about this. So Aaron Rodgers does Joe Rogan. And while I don't personally listen to the Joe Rogan experience the way other people do, he had a plethora of things to talk about, right? His, his vaccine stuff and his uh, everybody's trying to cancel me, even though he's in the newest Allstate commercial or Farmers, whatever the hell it is. Like the people that say they're canceled, you, ter- you actually find out they're not really canceled. They just like to say that they're canceled. He's on, he's doing drugs. Like he's in a different landscape uh, or stratosphere, I should say, of a lot of other players in the NFL. And his wide receiver core is very questionable. But the division he's in is not very good, Lucy. The Lions, we you like the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I'm not there with you. The Bears mm-hmm. are probably going to be pretty awful. And I think the Vikings are actually going to be the second-best team in that division. Is it still heavy Packers' favorite to win the NFC North? Or do you think a team like Detroit, who you picked to win the Super Bowl, or Minnesota could sneak up on them and give them a run for their money? I think it's definitely the Packers because Aaron Rodgers has, he has a quiet confidence in a sense. I mean, you can say that, but he is talking all the time about all the things he's doing in terms of cleanses and drugs and things like that. But once he gets onto the field, it's like he makes it look easy. And so I would never doubt Aaron Rodgers to win the division. So I would still, I would still have to go with the Packers there because it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I like that pick. He's the, it's hard in the not best, to... 
Yeah, as Zach said, he's in good state of mind. He's never been happier, he said. And then the next week he's complaining about his teammates and how they're playing. But he'll take some more uh, some more psychedelic drugs and calm down. It's not very psychedelic drugs of him to freak out like that. But I think he'll relax. And I think once the season starts, he'll just play like he always has. Because now he's been taking these drugs for a long time. So I think he has yeah. figured out how to win. And I don't think he's going to veer from that in any way. Again, the division around him not so great so i think it's it's except for the lions of course we love the lions but yeah the, no the packers i think to win the division for sure uh by the way lucy your your lions i just looked it up your lions are plus 2000 mm -hmm. to win the division they have the worst i odds, love it but i that <laughs> you gotta love that i'm gonna Look take the vikings at plus 230 uh, i'm seeing this right now from the latest odds that i could find plus 230 for the vikings i actually think the vikings could uh very well plus 240 excuse me thank you zach I think the Vikings could very well win that division. It would not surprise me if both uh, two teams come out of the NFC North. I just, I, I kind of like the revamping of the Vikings. I think their defense will be better. And anytime you got Thielen and Justin Jefferson I, and, and, and uh, Cook and Madison, their backup running back, I mean, I think they got some good weapons uh, in Minnesota. Let me ask you about the NFC West. The NFC West is an interesting one. And if you notice, I'm saving the NFC South here because we got some audio to give you. NFC West, I've seen Trey Lance play in two games, Lucy. His last one against Houston, not overly impressive. Didn't really do a whole lot. His offensive line didn't block particularly well. But Arizona's going to be out uh, without DeAndre Hopkins for at least the six games to start. Seattle's an absolute dumpster. They're going with Geno Smith because Drew Locke is that bad. And right. we haven't seen a back-to-back -back Super Bowl winner since the 0304 Patriots. Um, where are we at? Niners, Cards. Rams, where are we at in the NFC West as we get ready here uh, over a little over a week away? I am very high on the San Francisco 49ers. They have their new toy in Trey Lance, and they are ready to rock and roll with him because they said no thank you to Jimmy Garoppolo. And kind of he, he's in limbo, essentially, which is crazy because he was at one point the highest player in NFL history, a paid player in NFL history. And now he's just kind of thrown out into the wind. So Trey Lance is their guy. They are confident in that. There was no wavering there. So I think they are going, they have a plan. I think they are going to stick to that plan. I think it, Trey Lance will get better. And I, I'm kind of excited to see what the 49ers have in store for this season. So I am all in on them. Yeah, I like that pick. The Rams are going to be the favorite in that division, but the Niners are right there. And the Cardinals too, if you, if you kind of feel that they could maybe upset some people to start the season, get DeAndre Hopkins back after the suspension, and then kind of pick up where they left off at the beginning of last year. And then they kind of trailed off uh, middle late to the season and obviously got blown out in the playoffs. In the NFC South, though, this is an interesting one. Because a lot of people, Lucy, are automatically assuming, well, it's the Bucs. The division's not good. The Falcons are going to be awful. Mariota's starting there. Eventually, they'll, you know, they'll go to their backup quarterback. The Panthers have Baker. But I don't know how many people are really trusting the Panthers as a legit team. I think the Saints have good value as potentially making yeah. the playoffs or even pushing in the division. I think Jameis, when healthy, can can get the Saints going a little bit here. But a lot of people love the Bucs, and for obvious reasons, their quarterback has returned. The savior himself, Tom Brady, who took a leave of absence from camp, was asked at the podium. He returned, and uh, he was asked, hey, Tom, where you been and, and why have you been gone? Here's what he had to say. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, 
continuous process. So, Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, and, and shout out our editing team there for taking the S-bomb out. Tom Brady dropping an S-bomb in a press conference. You don't see that very often from Thomas, and uh, he's exactly. back now. So many people, Lucy, liking the Bucks and where they're going from here now that the quarterback has returned. The division looks like it might be a layup for him, but you're not as convinced on Tampa Bay and Tampa Tom. I'm not. So I had them to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of all of this before Brady went away. I'm not in, a, of course, because I love the Lions, but no, the Buccaneers, I am, I'm kind of out on them because this could be so many reasons where Tom Brady was, why he wasn't around for the past few weeks. And if he is on the mask singer, if that becomes true because he could be lying because of contractual obligations, then I am out. I am out on Tom Brady because if he is making us believe that he has personal problems and people are praying for him and we are worried about Tom Brady and, and clearing up anything about his family being sick and it turns out he's on a masked singer and he, he returned to football to play football and then he goes and does this, out. I am out rooting for him as a football player. I am done. But let's say he's not on the masked singer and – what happened, which I feel like is what happened, is that Giselle said, if we don't take this vacation, we are done. I am divorcing you. And that, I mean, I don't know where his head is. If things like that are happening in his purse. I mean, look at the guy at the press conference. His hair is so bizarre. He is going with the Gen Z middle part. He is middle parting <laughs> it to the, one of the worst Tom Brady hairstyles I have ever seen. And that is saying something because he's had some pretty bad hairstyles over the years. His face looks so worn. It looks like he actually, maybe it looks worn because he hasn't done Botox in a while because he does have wrinkles in his forehead, but it looks like his face is, is chiseled in such a way that maybe he had some work done over this little time away, but we still have, he looks so tired and worn and he's saying, I'm 45, I'm tired. Okay, well, you're about to play an entire NFL season. So our, I thought you would be more relaxed coming back from this, but you look even more tired than you have ever looked. So I feel like if there are personal problems in his life, then his head might not be where it has been in past years. He doesn't have Gronk anymore. Gronk still could come back, but who knows? But if it's the mass Singer thing, then I really don't think his head is in football. His head is into his next step in his, his career. So either way, I am very conflicted about taking this team because of where Tom Brady's head is when it comes to focusing on this season, which I, I would say would be his last, I would think, in the NFL. So it's it's unsettling and a little confusing to see Tom Brady like this. I mean, it just it was a very odd kind of uh, weird kind of a vibe. You know, he he just yeah, had a really the, weird energy to him. Yeah, exactly. And, the and, vibes and are so off. They're very weird, and everybody's assuming that that team is just going to run right through, and they very well could. I mean, they have a lot of talent, but Saints at plus three twenty-five. Yeah, Hello? I like. Are you going to give me plus yeah, three twenty-five? The- Talk about I'll vibes. Vibes are better there. Yep, exactly. Uh, Saints are tough exactly. to beat at home, too, so that's not going to be an easy task. Let's get to some Major League Baseball, wrap up the show. Back to the Futures, back with more on the BetQL Network. Aaron Hawksworth here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Joes and me on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern, the BetQL Network.
The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. There's no dollar amount on this planet which would make me want to get punched by Mike Tyson. Are you sure? If he gets you the right way, you'd have a broken jaw. I mean, sucking down food that, with that's, a straw. That's the thing. What what dollar amount would, would, would be sufficient to, to suffer a broken jaw and probably all the you other know, casualties that come with Mike Tyson punching you in the face? I'd probably I'd do it for like a hundred dollar risk free bet from BetMGM to be See, honest. Yes. There's always there's, a there's a dollar amount. There's always an amount. Maybe a million even. Is ten thousand dollars a little low? Not really. Mike Tyson punch in the face. You, hey, like, all on. you do, all hold you're on. doing is getting punched in the face. It's not like you're really like exerting a lot of energy. Just standing and get punched. If I get free parking here at Odyssey, <laughs> and I don't have to take three hundred of my hard-earned dollars and pay for it in the yeah. first of the month, I'm in. BetMGM tonight, seven to eleven Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stab. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves, is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this, this warmly, about a quarterback that is now on his roster, you could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level. And to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. Ken and I have both been betting for a long ass time. I've been betting yes. since 2000, like on a, a near daily basis since 2004. Watching sports addictively for a very long time. Three players on like the 1998 St. John's Red Store. <laughs> it was 98 or 99, I remember because I was in high school. Whatever the play was at the school, like I worked in the, Cats. like whatever, like Red 19. Yeah, rent. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like the Marianist brothers would have loved to put rent on. By all I'm sure they were all about it. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred sinners. I think I like pressed buttons and the lights turned on or something. I don't even know. I think that was the okay. night that Gonzaga beat St. John's. How do you like? How is this like? How like we remember things as human beings? You better you bet. Three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we wrap it up. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts or you're catching us live. Brandon Sprague here, Lucy Burge over there. She goes old school on socials at Lucille. I should start calling you Lucille this football season so we can get all your grandma takes in along with all yeah. the hot sports takes that you provide and the prop grandma takes energy. that you have. <laughs> grandma energy, <laughs> which, hey, sometimes you need some grandma energy in your life. You know what I mean? Everything's going to sure be do. okay. Sometimes you need Everything's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would say if, if someone you know, has a bad game, just be like, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay, <laughs> I would say. Five strikeouts is pretty good. It's going to be okay. Uh, you know, speaking of strikeouts, there's a lot going on in Major League Baseball here, Lucy. It's, uh, we're kind of winding down slowly but surely. For a lot of people, 
in a couple weeks, baseball season's going to be over until the World Series because football Sad. season's the king of everything. But you and I both love baseball. Your beloved Red Sox not having as great a year. My Bravos are in a uh, hopefully a series clinching win against the Cardinals on right now, Sunday Night Baseball. But a lot going on right now in the National uh, or in the Major League Baseball League. And I, I kind of want to start in the East Coast in New York where, uh-oh, uh, what's going on with the Yankees? They, they were the hottest team in baseball. We were talking about, hey, are they going to make history? Could they tie the 116 record? And they have stumbled the last month plus as they stumbled this weekend against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, I don't know what's going on or if they're just kind of falling back to who they really are and their hot start wasn't really representative of the team that they, they truly are. But what do you make of the Yankees? I know the Red Sox are dealing with it, but what do you make? of the New York Yankees right now, would you still think that they're uh, a favorite to bet to win the, uh, the American league? I don't, the way they're trending, not so great. It doesn't look so great for the Yankees right now. The only bright spot they have is Aaron judge who was going to, I mean, he's going to hit 200 home runs this season based on how he is trending himself. He's like a one man show going through this with the Yankees. So I am of the belief that the Joey Gallo curse is real. And when they mm. sent him to the Dodgers, Joey Gallo has been great since then, and the Yankees have been awful. So uh, as of August 25th, this is the latest stat I have seen since the Joey Gallo trade, the Dodgers were 17-4, and four, and the Yankees were 6-14. and 14. This is, again, a couple days ago, but still, that is very, very indicative of how much Joey Gallo won this. He was so happy in New York. Yankee fans were so mean to him disrespectful to him and he won this because the Yankees have absolutely tanked since then I mean look at the six and 14 since that trade and the Dodgers are 17 and it's just that is wild so I don't know how you look at this and say the Joey Gallo curse does not exist and with each passing day that the Yankees get worse and worse which is just beautiful I believe more and more in this and you, there was a, a point a couple weeks ago where the Mets and Yankees were the two, two of the best teams in baseball, both in New York. Yeah. The Mets are now up here. The Yankees are just at the, I mean, not at the bottom, of course, but the way they're trending is not looking great for them. So I'm enjoying this quite a bit right now. Updated World Series odds for you futures betters out there right now. If you see something that you like, here you go. I'll let you uh, catch up here. Um, we've got the Dodgers at plus 290. They're the favorite in Major League Baseball. The Astros right behind them at plus uh, 380. There's the Yankees right there. Uh, third best odds at plus 450. And uh, the Mets at plus 550. My Bravos plus 1100 and so on uh, and so forth. I'll tell you right now, I, I think the value is still got to be on the Mets. And I, I hate to say yeah. that as a beloved Brave, Braves fan. The Braves are a tough team. They're going to be a tough team to get out. The bats, when they get hot, they're, they're as hard a team there, there is in baseball to beat. But they're a go go or show type of team. You know what I mean? Like they swing for the fences yeah. or you're striking them out. Um, they're one of those kind of teams. They've got some really good pitchers. Their, their rookie, Spencer Strider, has been really good. Of course, Max Freed, um, Anderson. I mean, they, they, they are right, excuse me. They've got a ton of studs in their rotation. But I like the Mets. And I'll tell you, the Mets right now still – we know what the offense has been. The pitching continues to be the thing that I would uh, rely on a little bit more. I think there's real value plus uh, after those first th uh, three teams. The Dodgers look great. The Astros have looked phenomenal. And the Yankees have been the Yankees, uh, highly up and a little down. But I think when you go to value, you've got to continue to look at the New York Mets. They are plus 550 right now. 
uh, to win the World Series. And I know uh, we've got uh, Evan on here that calls you flipper, but you have flipped because you've got a family tie to the Yankees. You've also got a tie or uh, to the Red Sox, excuse me. Yeah. And you got a tie to the Mets. I'm sorry. That was a big mistake by me. But the beloved Mets, I like with value, Lucy, at plus 550. Oh, absolutely. And I still, again, I watch every Red Sox game. I was at the game on Saturday. I haven't watched many Mets games, but what you, I have been betting on the Mets. My Mets bets Friday, inaugural one, uh, all three bets hit on Friday. And Scherzer really came through for me on that. And again, and, and yes. And so then um, he has come through for me on many bets this season. So I am very excited about that. Pete Alonzo, also very exciting. Jeff McNeil, very exciting. It's, there's you look down up and down everything door i mean they're loaded the door and it's this it's again a a big thing about this time is getting hot at the right time or losing steam at the wrong time and the mets have not meted yet still i know we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the mets are going to met they haven't yet so i think and that could be a haiku or a rhyming poem or something will the mets met they haven't yet so place your bets on them uh, to to met but they, I don't think they're going to. At this point, I don't think they will. And I think Scherzer is a is a force to be reckoned with here that can carry them and, and Pete Alonso through the to the playoffs through the playoffs. I would look at them to win the World Series. It, it just seems like their yeah. year. I don't know who can when it comes down to it, who could knock them off. It's yeah. No, I, I the Mets plus five fifty. I'm I'm in on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good value considering everything else in front of them. The Yankees are struggling. The Astros, you know, they're, they're, as good as the Astros have been, even through the cheating stuff and the non-cheating seasons, they're still kind of a team. Let's see what they can do. It's not easy to get back to the World Series. They got there a year ago, and they got waxed by the Braves. But can they repeat that? That's a tough thing. Um, and I don't think the AL is going to be easy whatsoever. I think we're actually going to get more Blue Jays-type situations coming out of the AL. I will tell you, one team – keep an eye on and that they're still in this uh wild card hunt the seattle mariners are really making quite a statement this year they're looking to break the longest streak in pro sports of not making the postseason they inked julio rodriguez to a 12-year deal for 210 million dollars now this contract's very unique in sports history it's 210 but it can escalate not only in years but total dollars and cents we could be looking at a 16 to 17 year deal that escalates all the way over 400. So he'd be the highest paid player uh, in, in Major League Baseball. And so Julio Rodriguez, the Mariners don't usually do this. What's funny, Lucy, is I mentioned this on my radio show. I said the Mariners better lock this kid up early. Like the Braves do this with their young players. If you want to do something smart as a franchise that has struggled for 20 years, you lock up this kid early and a week later, they, they give him a 12-year deal. So the Mariners right now is Julio is the runaway favorite to win the AL Rookie of the Year, I think they've got good value if you want to talk about the AL odds and getting that kid locked up uh, for 12 or more years. I mean, that's just something Seattle hasn't routinely done. And so a really smart move done by an organization that's largely struggled. Yes, and now you know that organization listens to you because they heard you and they said, we have to do this now and figure out the contract the way that it's supposed to be. So the way he was glowingly talking about the organization – also shows that there is cohesion and it's a great place to play. And of course, where it's a great place to play, players are going to have more incentive to stay there and to play well. And he said, 
fantastic things. He said, I'd love to be here for the rest of my life, play with a lot of these guys and be managed by Scott and have Ty as my babysitter. I genuinely mean that. I love being here. This is a great situation all around. And that's the kind of attitude and the kind of atmosphere that can take you deep into a postseason, perhaps. The Mariners all season have been a little bit of a side story in, in a kind of like, oh, don't look now. The Mariners are are good. And then they're they're winning games and they 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 you know they're an underrated team. They're 70 and 58. That's not terrible. Uh there's a, not a lot to compare to out here though, because you look at the Red Sox and it's like, well, the, the record is not great. It's not great around here. So when you see a, when you see a winning record, you think, wow, that's a great team. Right. So right. that kind of – the Mariners are a team absolutely to keep an eye on here. Well, I think they're one of the most entertaining teams to root for, to be honest with you. I know not everybody in the East Coast is staying up late for Mariner games, and that goes pretty late for your guys' time, uh, time zone. But I, I, I would say if you're looking for sleepers, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this. I get why the Astros are the favorite in the AL. I totally get it. I get why the Yankees are still getting a ton of respect despite what they just did in Oakland. But I, I really would be looking at Toronto, even though they just lost. Mm-hmm. I would still look at Seattle. And i give you another one. I don't know if they'll get in, but Baltimore is a fun story, Lucy. A fun yes, story in the I- AL East are the Baltimore Orioles and what they've been doing this year. I really, really like the Orioles. And with each passing day – you keep thinking, wow, they're getting better and better almost. And it, 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 I have will place this bet. I have not yet, but I have looked at the odds. Orioles to make the playoffs at plus 325. There is value there right now. Before those odds get shorter, which I have a feeling they will, I would get in on those odds because I would not overlook the Orioles and the season that they are having now, which is a surprise to pretty much everybody, to make the playoffs this year. I don't know if they're going to win the world series or how deep they will go in the playoffs, but just to make the playoffs for them, that is a surprise. And I think that would be a successful season for the Orioles if they make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Plus three twenty five two is a fun little bet. Like it's not a lot of return. Nice nice little dollar bet. bet. Exactly. I like it. I'd say I I might even put $10 on that. I might go. Now you're you're, Thank you. Way to pick that up. I really appreciate that. You know, what's wild. We're, uh, we're a little under 90 seconds away from the show being over, and yet again, it flies right wild. by. Lucy, what's wild is we're just a little over a week. The NFL is starting. Next week's show will be a full-on NFL meat sandwich. It will be an NFL primer. We will dive in. We'll give picks. We'll give you odds. We'll get MVP odds. Like Next week is, is kind of it for us. Like it, it, Week one starts on the Thursday after our show next Sunday. But really for us, week one is that Sunday show. It's crazy that it's already here and that we're ready to dive in. It is wild. And in terms of a meat sandwich, it will not be a hot dog because a hot dog is not a sandwich. A hot dog is a straw. That is what I have learned this week. Drink your beverages uh, out of yeah. a hot dog. Shout out to you for doing that. That was very courageous. But that's the great content you get at Lucille Burge. Again, we'll dive into the NFL next week. For Lucy Burge, I'm Brandon Sprague. Thank you guys for tuning in. Back to the Futures, back next week on the BetQL Network. Chelsea Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, your home for wagertainment. That is the BetQL Network.